Well, already, gang, welcome back to the Active Self-Protection Podcast. I am yet again your host, Mike Williver, and I remain your favorite former Fed. With us today, a new friend of mine, Josh Major. His friends call him Major. You can call him whatever you want. Just don't call him late for dinner. He is from Nicholasville, Kentucky. Josh, did I get that right? That is. That's correct. And you wanted me to say the name of the town. Normally, some people don't want me to. So what is it about Nicholasville that you hold in such high regard, sir? The best way to put it is, is it's your typical small town in Kentucky. But unfortunately, until recently, they had, they're pushing some questionable ethics, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I get into the story, you'll see how questionable. Okay. Um, but it's 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 not great. It seems to be getting better, but we'll see. All right. Well, we'll talk about it for sure. Nicholas is in a committed relationship and has one child. Do you want to tell the, the nice people at home what your uh, daughter did last night? They had they had a competition, and she. I'm sure you want to brag about it. I do. I do. At the very least, I try every child every time I get a chance. Um, the uh, youngin who is 13. Uh, um, I, I'll give her first name just because it'll make her happy. Uh, Miss Delilah uh, mm-hmm. and the East Jessamon. Um, oh, good Lord. East Jessamon Middle School. I'm drawing a blank on the, the mascot. Uh, won the regional cheer competition last night which is the first stage to state so next is corbin and then if we win that we go to florida very cool i have i have a niece who does that back in maryland so abby that's what i'm i'm hoping to, i'm hoping to run into you in florida well, well fingers crossed you never know so tell the folks what you do for a living because it's kind of unique i am a custom blacksmith and holster maker um Pretty much anything with metal and codex I'm involved in. Um, I'm not as well known as I should be because I don't advertise, but I normally do word of mouth. It's uh, normally the repeat cut. The customers are repeat customers, then tell friends, so on, so on. I should advertise more, but that's laziness on my part, unfortunately. Well, unfortunately, you've only have thousands of people listening to and watching this show. So if you want to give your business a plug, now's a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. It's um, Mustache Metals in Nicholasville, Kentucky. Uh, I'm super easy to find. Um, the um, I really should have planned ahead. I'll, I'll send I'll send you a uh, picture afterwards. That way you've got my actual business card information right if you want to throw it up there. All right. Well, I'll try to put um, that in the description for folks that are watching or listening. So um, as we often do on this show, we're going to start by talking about your sort of self-defense history. We We talked before the interview and you mentioned you've been watching John Korea and active self-protection since the Facebook days. Is that right? I have, I have, um, since, since the Facebook days, um, uh, with, uh, John and his luxurious mustache all the way back to the awesome polos, B- big John, little John, bearded John, mustache, John, clean shaven, John. Yeah. Yeah. Every, uh, big, small, every, every, in which way. So that tells me, and also we discussed your holster. You showed me a really neat custom holster that you made, and it looks like you have a maybe an M and P holstered in that thing with an optic on it. Um, so t- how how long have you been how long have you been shooting and sort of contemplating your own self defense? I am um, just for yep. Might, might as well give a display since I've got it handy. For those on the audio, um, he's showing us his very cool Batman themed Kydex appendix inside the waistband holster that he made. And it is, um, I have I'm trying to think now, um, at age five, I shot a 357 for the first time, which 
of course, with dad's assistance, of course, mm-hmm. um, and blew me away and then completely forgot how amazing it was until I was probably about 24, 25, and then realized at 24, 25, I need a new hobby. So I dove in head first and realized very quickly, unfortunately, that where I'm located, there is nothing in regards to classes or the closest place I can find was uh, uh, James Jager before he passed away in Tennessee. And that's a four and a half hour drive, I believe, last time I checked, uh, which is unfortunate, but I've been lucky enough. Um, I spend most of my days for the last probably 10 years now at a sportsman's club with one person that I can get to go with me, one customer out of all the customers, one person to one person only, I can actually drag out there right. and try to run courses and so forth. But uh, to be honest, I use a lot of um, John's instructions on uh, on the active self-protection extra. Anytime he puts out a drill, I take it in the timer and so forth and go down there and see how bad I can do. That Dude, that, um, that's great to hear. It's exactly why John and the team have the extra channel. It's exactly why they put those videos out. So it's always encouraging to hear somebody actually using it for for its intended purpose. And before I forget, remind me afterwards, there is someone on our team in Kentucky that you can get some training from. So remind me, I'll tell you about that uh, once we're we're off air. So you obviously been considering your own self-defense for a long time. Um, Talk to us about the incident. You, you, um, I, I genuinely cannot remember how you and I got in touch. Did you write into us? I did. Um, it was, um, I'm about last year. Um, last year I'd sent you on email, um, about the time that you had switched over to Spotify and started doing everything in a, in a, uh, in a bigger scale. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly completely forgot about it. Same thing. Uh, sent the email, completely forgot about it. And then, um, the court case and everything finally got resolved as time went on. And once that was, uh, excuse me, once that was resolved, I jumped back on. I think I sent another email and it, I don't, I, I think initially I got a hold of uh, just somebody at the office and then they directed me to you. And then six months of us playing phone tag or email tag yep. and finally made it to video. Right. Well, here, and here we are finally. And for the folks at home listening or watching, we don't have an office and we like it that way. We also don't have an HR department and we like it that way too. Shenanigans abound at active self-protection and that that's why in part there's no office water cooler to stand around and gossip at over here. So you need, John needs a water cooler at the very least. I agree. I couldn't agree more. We have that weird desert water. The tap water is, is weird and odd. So none, none of us, none of us yeah. get out of the faucet out here if we know it's good for us. So, (laughs) so tell the folks, um, in your words and take your time about the incident and kind of what started, what were you doing and what happened and walk us through it. Well, it's actually kind of ironic, uh, the way the day played out. Um, so, um, it was, uh, the report date was August 23rd. So I'm betting August 22nd, August 23rd of, uh, 2022. I had just gotten back from the local range that I, that I attend. And I actually was one of the first times taking, taking the one student that, or the one customer that I can down to the range, walked him through a class and we did, um, we had a pretty productive day. Um, and it mid mid afternoon, um, I'm 
thinking it was five or six o'clock because the, the better half was right in the middle of cooking dinner. Um, I had just gotten home from a long day at the range. Car was still loaded down, never even had a chance to unload anything. Walked in and um, actually where exactly where I'm sitting now, um, I was standing less than five minutes in the door. And all of a sudden I noticed uh, that the the better half was sitting at the counter cutting up uh, vegetables. Mm-hmm. And then she frantically turned and I, you know, of course, thought that was odd. And as I turned myself to look out the door here behind me, there was a 80 to 90 pound pit, uh, pit bull, bull blooded, sprinting into my fenced in backyard where my 13 year old, well, at the time, 12 year old little girl was on the trampoline jumping. Okay. Unfortunately, we had had certain situations, not us specifically, but the neighbors had had a few issues here, there with a particular woman. Um, at, honestly, you can't even see her house where, where my house is. Mm-hmm. It's, far enough down the way that you don't even think about it. So right. it never crossed my mind that, that it would continue to be an issue. Um, and as I looked up, the pit was running in the yard. I realized, Oh, that's one of the, the dogs from down the road. Cause there's a pit, a German shepherd, and then a mix. Unfortunately, it's one of those people that loves dogs, but has no business having dogs. Yep. They just sit in the backyard all day. And this poor pit, and that's one thing too that I don't take personally against the dog. And once I get into it, I'll explain a little more. But the dog just wanted to get out and be free. Right. He just wanted to run and stretch his legs. And when so when I looked out the door, all I saw was the was the pit in a full sprint. It wasn't like a light jog, like he was playing or something like that. It was a he was after something. Mm-hmm. So I initially, from where we had already had the issue. I had always kept a 12 gauge pump right here at the back door loaded with rubber buckshot and rock salt. Okay. Everything I ever kept in it was less lethal just because it was always a dog issue. And I, if I did have to go to that extent, it would be me injuring, not, you know, exposing of the dog. I it just, there was always in the past, there was a uh, friend's dog that had made its way down here that was completely harmless. He just liked to chase cats. Okay. Unfortunately, you know, there's a few stray cats that run around here, and he managed to always come into my yard. Well, it was no big deal. The owner finally got him, and the last time it happened, the dog had kind of been a little more aggressive to one of the animals, so I went ahead and, and stocked the shotgun. Mm-hmm. A few years later, this situation happened. So I grabbed the shotgun and again, it's, uh, it's, um, it was a Turkish special. Uh, it was one of those I was actually testing to see how well it would actually work. And I had about 300 rounds through it without any hiccups. So I trusted enough to at least fire a function a couple times, right. you know, under the circumstances. Um, it was a five plus one, I believe. So I had the tube loaded, nothing in the chamber, mm-hmm. uh, and the safety on. So, which will come into a, matter here here momentarily i grab the shotgun me and the wife go out the door immediately notice that the dog has my youngin cornered on the trampoline and of course you know delilah is petrified crying trying to figure out what she's supposed to do because she's never been put in that situation let me stop you right there for one second yeah so uh, we talked about the shotgun and and you were still kind of uh testing it out to see for its reliability had you put 
during the during that time when you were sort of testing it out, how did you put rubber buckshot or rock salt through oh. it before? Absolutely. And it functioned um, just fine I, I with learned because my understanding is sometimes those don't those don't work as well or you know as well as a normal round. So you had no problem with them. No, uh, you are spot on. And that that's one thing to actually be pointed on. The nine times out of ten, those self-defense loads and or hand loaded loads will they're finicky, and mm-hmm. you'll notice that the the shotgun, the chamber will actually, instead of just opening, it'll open and then expand even further. Okay. Most of the time, that's the, yeah, yeah. It, and I learned a while back with that. Uh, I started cheating, and the rock salt I loaded, the buckshot, the rubber buckshot was actually law enforcement buckshot. So it's the exact same thing that police officers run, uh, and that ran flawlessly. The rock salt would work, but that's also why I went to a pump instead of a semi. Okay. With the semi, it was finicky. With a pump, and as long as you got the needed force and you know, you've got your push pull down, mm-hmm. you're good to go. Okay. But you definitely want if I hadn't put three hundred rounds through it, I would not have trusted. Absolutely okay. not. Yeah, because it's just it's your daughter just I because mean, of you, that. You'd want it to work for sure. It, absolutely, yes. Yeah. And which in truth be told Nobody else knew it at the time until it needed to be known, but I had a a pistol on me also loaded with high quality hollow points in case it came to that. Sure. So I, I, I always try to plan three steps ahead thinking I'm going to fail for two. Yep. What, what is it? Uh, two is one, one is none, right? It, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It, it, I've been in enough of those situations that it's not worth, not worth taking a chance on. So you walk out there and your, your daughter who's 12 at the time is, so she's on the trampoline is the dog on the trampoline or on the ground, sort of keeping her in a corner. She, the, the dog was on the ground still. Um, the dog stopped at the trampoline, saw her got distracted, which luckily got distracted by a cat running through the yard turned ran towards my greenhouse that i've got on the farther side but keep in mind my back my backyard it's large but it's fenced in so there's there's only one way in or out excuse me and the uh delilah was on the trampoline the dog turned to chase after the cat Mm -hmm. luckily that happened and my back Once I knew that Delilah was safe, truth be told, the shotgun wasn't needed. So I sat the shotgun out of the way, you know, to deal. Because at this time, they'd gotten inside. I'm in the backyard. The dog is now kind of running in circles because the child that he, that she was after, because I'm pretty sure it ended up being a female pit, mm-hmm. Uh So I proceeded to try to go over and, and you could tell it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily aggressive, but I have personally had loving animals that have been around each other for years. And then the pit bull rip apart something it grew up with for no reason whatsoever. Yep. And unfortunately that's, it does happen. Yes. And anybody who says, Oh, it's how they're raised. I agree with that. But 
if you don't know the grandfather, the great grandfather, blah, 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 further down the line, you have no idea what bloodline they're running with. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, in that situation, you know, it just wasn't worth the chance. And after having to bury one of our previous animals years ago because of the exact same circumstances, I just said, no, I'm not just it's not worth it. It's just either going to be stop him or get him out of the yard, period. Um so as we're we're standing there, the the better half, the she had come back out. The young one was safe inside. Me and the me and the wife. I, I should just say wife instead of better half. I keep catching myself. Uh, she's going to get on me later about that. Right. Um, uh, we're standing in the yard, and it's me and my me and my wife and the dog. Everything's fine. The dog at this point is is kind of scared, but doesn't really know what to do. So it's obvious the dog is just trying to get out. You know, and so we're shooing it on. We look up and which I, I skipped this, but I'll elaborate during the time of me walking out to figure out what the dog was doing. There was a 40 pound, 10 year old girl in my driveway following the dog, trying to get y'all. Oh, yeah, it gets even worse. It's shocking. Just absolutely shocking. Um, we see the 10 year old little girl. And of course there, she has no leash. She has no collar. She has no rope. She has nothing. There's she, no way. This she has no ability to control this dog is what she has. Regardless of what she exactly. has. On her. Yeah. Exactly. It uh, gets better. So as we're standing there, the little girl sees me with the shotgun and immediately starts freaking out. He's going to kill my dog. He's going to kill my dog. And by that time, I'm not even paying attention. To, I know. Yeah, it's like you're on my property trespassing behind a fenced gate with a, a large, aggressive dog that is now charging my child. I'm not the bad guy here, but right. so she, the 10 year old girl runs because i've got kind of a long driveway that goes down to the street to a three-way stop Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm literally right at the three-way stop the little girl runs disappears well we get everything squared away and as me and the wife are standing in the backyard with the dog we look up the 10 year old little girl is replaced with the obviously unstable out of her mind mom Mm -hmm. screaming about um I think it was um, uh, if you kill my dog, Bob, I did stuff that had nothing to do with the situation. Right. It, it was so outlandish and out of left field. Me and the wife both were just kind of like, what? It's like your dog's the issue. Get your dog. Yeah. She stood there yelling and cussing and making threats as the dog ran up to her. And then ran back down my driveway as she proceeded to continue standing there yelling and cussing at us. So we entirely unhelpful in the process, by the way, this isn't helping anything get resolved. Yeah. That that's it. Yep. And so we both, me and the wife knew better. It was like, we're not even going to waste our time with her. We just go by, go on down the driveway and make sure the dog at the very least has gone somewhere other than where it's at, because it turned out also directly across the street from me my neighbor was having a cookout with 20 little kids out there uh parents uh, yeah 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 oh yeah yeah so my yeah my thought was was oh no that dog's headed straight for that crowd of people and so i pick the shotgun back up and immediately start going down to the road well the dog luckily the neighbor had gotten all the kids and everybody else inside as the dog was in my backyard so it was just him and uh, I think his his son were standing out on their front porch. Um, so the dog could care less about that. 
he turns and makes a beeline up the street where there is a middle-aged man and a four-year-old, three-year-old little boy that he's teaching to walk down the sidewalk. And that pit is straight for them. And if it hadn't been for us yelling and so forth and so forth, they never would have seen the dog come and right. the dog would have taken that little boy down. And who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, the best part is, though, during all this, as we're me and my wife are both pointing and going, ma'am, your dog is actively trying to attack somebody else. What are you doing? Right. She's standing in my in my driveway yelling about suing me and all this other nonsense and so on. I'm going to call the cops. And I was like, please call the cops because you're going to be very, very surprised at what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicholasville has a leash law. She was violating that there. You said the little kid that had no business after a wild animal. And then three, she was outside the entire time. She sent that 10 year old little girl up here just watching all of it happen. So it's like, maybe I, I'm just an idiot under in the circumstances here. We should, we, but, should, we should consider giving out the first ever annual active self-protection parenting award. Maybe um, we'll you do let me know. I'll hand forge it for you. Appreciate it. That's great. Just, just out of kicks and giggles. So, then. so, so what, what happened, what happened then? <laughs> so as we're standing there and, and she's making threats and so forth, she's talking about calling the cops, so on, so on. We told her, please do, you know, it, it's personally, I wasn't going to call the cops because there, there was no need to, there was right. no need to file a report. Nobody was hurt. Nothing was broken. Nobody was, nothing was destroyed. There was no reason to involve law enforcement period that I saw. So me and the wife talked to the neighbor across the street. Everything's perfectly fine. Um, we go back. I'm telling Delilah, you know, my young and that, that everything's fine. Cause she was so scared. And so, which rightfully so she's sure. in her backyard jumping on her trampoline. And all of a sudden there's this, what appears to be rabid dog trying to get her, mm-hmm. you know? So she was, she was shocked and stunned to say the least. Um, we're consoling her. Everything's fine. I talked to the neighbor across the street, which his first name's Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Paul had talked back and forth and he's like, man, that's that same dog. So on, so on. And I kind of was like, what do you mean? It's the same dog. And he started telling me they had been having numerous. I, I had just been lucky, I guess. And where my house is located, every neighbor apparently had had an issue with this dog, except for us. Okay. It was your turn. Yeah. Yeah. My turn. Yeah. I I pulled the small straw that day, apparently. Um, So me and Paul laughed about it, joked a little bit. Me and the wife proceed back up my driveway or our driveway. um, And I'm starting to unload the car from the range day. Excuse me. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, I noticed that my neighbor, Paul, has started paying more attention to my house again, which uh, we do the neighborly thing. You know, I've got his number. We all have our numbers. If there's a situation, we call each other. We do the neighborhood watch thing just in case, you know, you're, you're better off knowing your neighbor than ignoring them. Sure. You know, it, it not just a Kentucky thing. It should be everywhere, but all it right. seems to be mainly South. But um, sure enough, I noticed Paul's paying way more attention than he should have been. And uh, I didn't even think about it, but I actually have a few pictures and a little bit of video that he took. So I'm standing there watching and thinking, God, Paul, you're nosy, man, but what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I realize there is a, on a good day, 
65-year-old cop that's so overweight he couldn't tie his shoes hiding behind a pine tree on my property with a trainee standing in the neighbor's yard shaking to death. And I, I they never said a word to me, not a word. Okay. And I look, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Please go on. Okay. Um, when I notice them, I, I'm <laughs> so stunned. It took a few seconds for me to even register what was happening. And I kind of look and it's like, what are you all doing? Mm-hmm. And he's already got his, his, uh, uh, his, his, his Glock. I, I force have to keep wanting to say it's Glock 17, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got his sidearm pointed at me with his finger on the trigger and the obvious slack out of it. And as far as he can see, I'm standing there like this. I have nothing visible, no threats of any kind. So the shotgun the, had already just, been put for back those up. Just listening. His hands were up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as I look up and see him, I'm like, what are you doing? I was like, just what are you doing? I was so caught off guard by it because if she had called, it would be, excuse <clears throat> me, it would be her dog got loose, got into the property, you know, the neighbor's property. There was a shotgun. Nothing was ever happened. Everything's fine. The So I won't jump to her yet. Um, uh, so as I'm standing there, I have to. Sadly, he's telling me, walk to the end of the driveway. And I'm like, no, I'm that's not happening, buddy. You know, stop for two seconds and talk to me like a like a human being and a grown adult. What are you doing? Why do you have your gun drawn and pointed at an unarmed man? Mm -hmm. And of course, he had no answer for that. And uh, I have to, unfortunately, and and I really should get the body cam from this. Honestly, I I, I really should. Um, I have to tell him, as I said, there's no reason for you to have your gun pointed at me, let alone for you to have your finger on the trigger. What are you doing? We're waiting for more officers to get here. Okay. What are you talking about? I was like, well, what? You know, there's two of you. I'm just an idiot, but I know what your protocol is. It's one to cover for le- for lethal and one to handcuff. That's Nicholsville Police Department's uh, protocol. I've already read it. I, I was read up on it mm-hmm. um, uh, prior to this situation. Um, so he was so stunned. One, when I told him that. And then two, when I asked him very nicely, he's like, my wife is standing behind me unarmed. You have no reason to have the slack out of that trigger. And of course he realized that, you know, that was not an outlandish request. So he immediately took his finger off the trigger. And I was like, sir, what are we doing? You know, if you need to to handcuff me, okay, cover me, have him come cuff me. Oh, no, no, I can't. That's a trainee. Hold on. So you all showed up with guns pointed with one well-trained officer and a trainee. And and of course, at this point, I'm still so baffled because it should be a a loose dog call. So I, I, again, I'm I'm like, okay. And he walked in in the driveway. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. You have no idea what's going on. You haven't even asked if I have anything on me and you want me to walk to the driveway. I said, that's not happening. If if I may interject here, if I may interject here for those listening, Uh I, I don't know what happened here, folks. I don't have the original email. I don't know how the story ends up. I don't know what's about to happen, but I have a theory in my mind. If I were this officer, uh, I would just explain to you why I was there. I assume he probably didn't do that, but I'm I'm going to go out and limb here and say that the neighbor 
This is a guess, okay? The, the neighbor yeah. who called him was the neighbor who had the dog, and she made up a little story about you. Is that my warm? You, you are so warm, your hand should be burned. <laughs> okay. All right. So go on. It, so um, it's what she said is, oh, man. Um, so as I tell the officer, it's like, look, man, you're asking requests that are uncalled for, but I tell you what. I'm going to oblige just to make this easier because I get it. it. It's a job. You showed up to something you don't quite understand. You could have used two seconds to talk to me and be like, hey, man, what's going on? And I politely would have told him and the neighbors, so on, so on. Because remember, there's a cookout across the street with 40 plus witnesses. So, right. I'm again, um, so I proceed to tell this officer, it's like, look, man, you're freaking out for no reason, but I tell you what, I, I'm going to do you a favor. I raised up my shirt and was like, look, you need to come get this before we do anything because mm -hmm. I don't want you freaking out when you realize that I actually am armed, mm -hmm. but it's concealed. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I try to do the polite thing. So I raised up my shirt. Uh, of course, it took a sergeant with 10 years experience to figure out how to take the holster off the belt. <laughs> Um, but uh, yeah, I know. I was like, y'all, I'll, I'll show you all this for free. I was like, you all get a discount with me. If you come, I like right. and ask the few officers that have come to me, they'll tell you that, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not your average idiot. Um, so I stop. He says, no, nope, we're going to wait until more officers show up. I said, oh, okay. All right. So I stood there, you know, which is protocol. I get it. Um, we stood there for almost 10 minutes with me with my hands in the air and my shirt up, which I eventually just tucked it behind it. Mm -hmm. um, um, stood there. Two more officers arrived with uh, long guns, which again, what the hell is going on? But again, I'm complying. They come. Uh, the two guys with long guns come handcuff me. Uh, two more officers show up. So now we're pushing six. I ended up being eight total at the end of it, but there was two more at the end of the road that I just never saw. So the entire Nicholasville police department is now showing up at your house. More or less. Every one of them. So what I, I'm dying to know, what is it? She said that you did. I'm assuming she said you did. Let me guess. You pointed a gun at her kid or something crazy like that. Threatened to kill her and her daughter as they were getting the dog. Hmm. That's kind of and what happened. Kind of. They were sort of trying to get their dog, and you did have a gun in your hand, but that's not really what happened, is it? Yeah, yeah. They they combined a bunch of details of one elaborate story, and it, it turned out she had called and pretty much said there was an active shooter that when her and her daughter, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It gets even worse when I dig into it, because it's just like, again, you all, two seconds it would have taken to figure out what was going on. None of this was needed. None of it. But so um, they handcuffed me. I'm again, I'm, I'm standing there. They handcuffed me. Um, I'm talking. There is sadly one officer out of every one of the officers that was cool, calm and collective enough to have a, an adult conversation. He spent 30 seconds asking me what was going on. I told him what was going on. And you could clearly see the look in his eye of just like, okay, yeah, we can't wait. What? Mm -hmm. And proceeds to, yeah. 
they uh as i so i was handcuffed for because we're all in my driveway at this point um the the officers that were visible so there was two here with me uh guarding me handcuffed set, sitting on my stoop um and then the other four spent 45 minutes asking every neighbor in eyesight uh and again i i need to get the body cam just to just to have this uh you all might even be interested truthfully yeah why not? um I'll definitely let you know. Um, they asked my two neighbors across the street, Paul, the one with the cookout, and then another neighbor right next to him named Jeremy. Both of them, uh, so many times that Jeremy actually got mad and told the cops to kick rocks because he was like, look, I've told you all 10 times already. Josh didn't point the gun at anybody. Mm -hmm. Like, what? And are you sure? Uh, and they were digging and hoping that somebody would say, Oh yeah, he came out like a mad man waving the shotgun, blah, blah, blah. But unfortunately they got, no, he's the most firearm educated person we know. And if we have questions or both of them are customers of mine mm -hmm. and both of them will tell you like, yeah, if we have any questions we call major if there's, you know, and I'm, I'm just an idiot that likes to read. You know, so I I try to look into stuff that I'm involved in. So, you know, I, I'd like to pride myself on being a little more educated than the average bear. But, you know, I'm still just an idiot in Kentucky banging on metal. So, but, um, so uh, after they spent that 45 minutes trying to get everybody to create a, to fabricate a story that did not exist, um, they of course had to come over and unhandcuff me. And I was like, you all, I, why could you all not just come talk to me? The sergeant, I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was either sergeant or the captain, whoever was actually uh, in charge on the scene was nothing but a smart ass. He constantly was just, belittling and treating me as if I was less than. And it's it's like I told him, it's like, I, I understand to a certain extent, but if I'm being honest, I did uh, some higher quality armed security for a few companies years ago before I actually started my business. I know what a lot of the protocols are. It's you know it's it's fairly basic, and um, I was like, you all at any time could have just come talk to me. Like there was no reason for it to be an active. Like, why did you all show up like an active shooter? Oh, you're pointing guns at little kids, and it's like, but that's not what you didn't even try to investigate what happened. Well, you well, all just took her word. I'll, I'll interject there, and that is, you know, the, the the breakdown of communication during a law enforcement incident can be can come from any direction. It can come from all directions. Um. And, you know, they, they, they're basically when they first arrive on a scene where they're being told, Hey, somebody's out there with a shotgun pointing it at people run chasing kids around or whatever. They have to work under the assumption that that's true. Um, it, I get it. Yeah, I do. I, right. That's why I didn't have any hard feelings towards them. Yeah. I, but it's what but I there's a way to do it. And there's a way, there's a way to not do it. And I think once, once you've arrived and you have somebody who's low emotion and communicative with you on the scene that simply questioning the person, you know, I mean, I, I would encourage our listeners and viewers, if this happens to you to comply and find out what's going on and not risk, cause you just don't know, especially in a small town, you don't know the training level of this officer or what he believes to be the case or whatever, especially if you're armed. I mean, you're, 
I'm not going to say you're lucky you didn't get shot accidentally, but oh, you're I, lucky you didn't get I shot accidentally. I was expecting. Yeah. In all honesty, when I when I saw what was actually going on and how unsteady that first officer was, that's why I started calming down and, and talking him through like, look, man, it takes six pounds of pressure on that standard Glock trigger. You can do that just blinking. Like, you know, just take your finger off the trigger, keep it high and ready. There's no reason you can't shoot me if my hands come down. You know, my wife's behind me in tears, freaking out. This is not a high stress situation, it, you know, and then then brought a rookie of all things. Like it's like you well, don't bring he, a rookie. He, he doesn't have a choice but to bring the rookie. If he has a trainee and he's I get the first it. one on scene, the rookie's with him. And there's nothing you can do about it. I get it. But still, though, they could have they, they could have sat up at the end of the street and waited till backup showed up. Just that's, that's so. what I would recommend. If there isn't, you know, if there isn't an active threat. If they can drive yes. by and see that you're just standing there, then maybe wait for more backup. So what, what, exactly. ends, up, what ends up happening? Do they end up dusting you off and apologizing or, or what? The one officer that that could talk to me like like an individual, like I had mentioned at the very beginning, that, mm -hmm. that one out of the eight that was talking to me like an adult, um, he was apologetic and me and him both, uh, we ended up joking and me actually telling him like, hey, that LPVO you can do a little better than what they've actually got for you there for the same price. You know, I, I was trying to help him a little bit and he laughed and joked and was like, I know, but it's blah, blah, blah. Um, and the, the cops that were rude and inappropriate and completely unprofessional got out of here as quick as they could when they realized that everything that they were doing was uncalled for and not needed. And it, you know, it, it was a little outlandish for what they had done. Um, they skedaddled as quick as they could. Uh, the one officer I talked for a few minutes and, and it even told him like, look, man, I know that this is going to go down the line to a judge, so on and so on. There's no reason I should be expecting a visit from you all. Right. And he's like, no, in all honesty, the way this is written out, it's a woman who exaggerated, blah, blah, blah. Everything was resolved. Uh, the uh, animal control caught the dog. Luckily, after it went after that little kid, mm -hmm. uh, 30 seconds later, animal control had showed up and was able to get the dog and actually take care of it. And unfortunately, I hope I'm wrong, but I think the dog did end up getting euthanized just because the owner wasn't equivalent and the dog may right. or may not have been too aggressive. Um, so, so in the interest of time, I'm going to have to fast yeah. forward here a little bit. Um, uh -huh. you're, you're like me. Once I start talking, there's just no stopping. Oh, it's bad. Um, it's so, bad. So, uh, so you asked him, Hey, am, am I going to, you know, is there going to be follow up? Or are we done here? And he said, I think we're done here. But were they done there? Oh my God. Um, five days later, I am standing at my front door waiting on my young to get off the school bus. I turn around, walk to my kitchen because uh, I realized, oh, I laid something down that I needed to, before I do this. Turn back and there is two officers standing at my front door going, hey. It's like, OK, maybe they have a couple questions. I was like, it's no big deal because the one thing that I didn't touch on, but it's a quick subject. They had asked me initially about the shotgun and I told them, I was like, look, the shotgun's already put up. There's no reason for it to even be out. I will happily get the shotgun. Oh no. Why would we ever let you go? Cause, Cause there's 80 you all, you have four ARs and you should be better trained than I am. If you can't take out one idiot with a pump shotgun, something's wrong. I was like, but you know, they, they were trying to do their best to get into my house. And of course I was like, no, that's, 
not needed nor appropriate. I was mm-hmm. like, I will get it for you if you'd like. You can escort me. I was like, I'll happily go grab it for you because I was like, I have nothing to hide. You can run the numbers, blah, blah, blah. No big deal. So that's kind of what I thought they were back for just to be like, hey, can we get a picture of the shotgun, blah, blah, blah. Um, nope. They showed up to pick me up on three felony charges uh, that some incompetent judge in Jessamine County, Kentucky thought made sense. So they, of course, when, and luckily the officer that showed up was not an officer from that day. And Mm -hmm. like usual, if there's a warrant, they send out an officer who has no idea what's going on. It's just a, Hey, go pick this guy up. No big deal. So as I was talking to him, he was very polite and, and courteous and we, you know, no big deal. I, told him, I was like, look, man, I, I don't know what to do here. My youngin's getting off the bus and my lady's not going to be here, you know? So we worked things out. I got down to the jail and it turned out as they were checking me in, cause I wasn't even sure what I was being charged with. I, I thought there was no way that there would be anything to actually physically charge me with something. But again, I'm just an idiot. Um, and so I start looking and talking to the jailers down there and I'm like, you all, okay. So what, what do I need to do to, to get out of here? Oh, well, you've got a 5,000 cash bond, blah, blah, blah. I said, hold on. So there's people who have multiple felonies and you all OR them out with a slap on the wrist. And this is my first charge ever that's on the record. Um, and you're, I'm not even getting or would out. Like, what is going on here? Oh, you've got to see a judge, blah, blah, blah. I sat in the drunk tank for 36 hours yeah, wow. before they, oh my God, man. Yeah. And then they OR, they, they OR'd me on, which is a contradiction. They OR'd me on a $500 cash bond. Okay. And so I, yeah, I was confusing. They were like, you're getting OR'd for a 500 bond. And it was like, are, are you saying that wrong? Or so I get out and it's like, man, this is outlandish. I was like, I, I'm honestly just flabbergasted at how insane this turned out. So I can't wait till I get to court. What do, What are you charged with? <laughs> so the initial charges were trying to find the actual, because one, they give you so much stuff in the very beginning. It's insane trying to decipher. So one offense was disorderly conduct, second degree. Then where was they decode this in such a way that you can never figure out I was trying to find the actual, actual charges from what you need to shoot here. Um, And so one one endangerment, uh, second, uh, okay. So um, this is the actual uh, criminal complaint from the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Uh, The overall charge so it was one endangerment, first degree, disorderly conduct, second degree. And there was something else they tried to throw on there. Um, I know it was three total. But the main, um, the main charge was the endangerment, I take it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main the the main felony charge was the uh, one they, endangerment. Who do they claim you endangered? I assume that means you. They say you pointed a gun at someone. Um, that was my interpretation, and asked the same thing. It was like, so who am I actually? You know what's going on? So when I actually started digging deeper, it was one complainant, which was the child. Uh, but again, the child was never on my property simultaneously as the parent. So that's a contradiction right there from her initial statement. And then one of the other people that filed an actual uh, uh, complaint was somebody who wasn't even here. It was a neighbor down there that decided that she was going to just, I guess, fill out a complaint too. And the cops thought, hey, that's a great idea. It doesn't matter if that's illegal and not accurate. Hmm. And so they had brought me up on that initially. And now this was August 23rd when the uh, when the complaint was filed. Um, I'd have to dig for the actual warrant date. But so five days later. Um, and then after those five days um, went to court, they tried to charge me with a felony and so forth. And of course, I told them I was like, yeah, there's. That's not happening. No, I was like, oh, okay, so you want to plead not guilty? I was like, yeah, what are you talking about? Mm -hmm. They spent 30 seconds putting the officer that was in charge of the case on the stand. The DA asked him, so, so how did that day go? He spent five minutes fumbling his words. The DA said, okay, so you, you walked down to Mr. Major's property and saw, well, no. Okay. So you, what what actually happened? Uh, we got a phone call from the complainant um, and made a fool of himself, honestly. Um, and so the, the DA, you could see, was visibly upset, shaking his head. and was like, so you all filed charges on him for having a shotgun with rubber buckshot and rock salt in it. And you could see him shaking his head very clearly thinking this is never going to stand in any jury. No courtroom would accept this. Hmm. He spent four months after that trying to come up with something else, which so they dropped the felony and wanted to charge me with the, I guess the wanton endangerment, but a lower degree and then something else along with it. And it's like I told the DA that day, it was like, no. Unless you're dismissing the charges, we're taking this to jury and Did you it's have an attorney go bad. when you had this initial appearance uh, where you were you represented? I was. Uh -huh, I was. Yeah. I, I was. And unfortunately, from where I've got my own little business, so on and so on, technically, I, I qualified for a public defender. Uh, and at that time, I thought this would be resolved with a four-year-old, let alone if a public defender took over. Like, there's this is so simple. It wouldn't take any time. So I figured surely a public defender would be able to handle all this. Um, the public defender that I ended up getting was represented by a trainee for every court appearance except the very last court appearance. And then she actually showed up, which I get it. She's busy. She's overloaded. I get it. Um, but as, uh, as I had mentioned previously, I had done all the work prior to them and had witness statements, had video evidence. I, there, I had so much evidence. The, the lawyer didn't have to do anything, but go, here you go. And just present it. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Um, so when that day came, it's like I kept telling them, I was like, unless this is dismissed, I'm not accepting anything. So they proceeded to, and it, it was sadly just all money scheme. They spent eight months in total, six months from my arrest until the last date, trying to get me to plead to a charge that never occurred. And then when I finally told him, I was like, look, I'm not trying to be rude, but this is either going to jury or you're dropping it because it's like, I have so many witnesses that one told the officers two is on body cam. And then three have written statements here that I, that I presented to the court. This it, there's no case here. And they tried and tried and tried to continue to get me to just, Honestly, they were hoping I was ignorant and would just go, okay, okay, please just make it go away. Well, you would, you would think by that point, they would realize that you're a lot of things and ignorance, not one of them, but they didn't get the end of that. So in the interest of time, because we're already up to almost an hour here, I just want to ask. So Uh in in the end, did they end up dropping this endangerment charge? They dismissed everything and begged me not to sue them. All right. So uh, let's talk about lessons. There's a couple here. One is, you know, whenever we tell, and I'm not casting any aspersions on you, sir. Whenever, no. whenever uh, we tell our own story, we are always the hero of our own story. So we always, I think we always use a little bit of language that softens perhaps our demeanor in the moment. And I think it sounds to me like during the incident, you did everything right. When the cops showed up, being honest now, looking back on that moment, were you as, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh polite as you could have possibly been or were you just were you just so incensed by and i think understandably by the fact that someone's aiming a gun at you with a finger on the trigger that you kind of maybe didn't act the way you might act i don't know say at church as weird as it is as as you and and all the the viewers and listeners will will pick up on uh-huh. very quickly my brain runs quicker than my mouth does and it is constantly running. And unfortunately, well, I can't say unfortunately, fortunately, my, my wife likes to say that I'm, I am amazingly calm, cool and collective in high stress situations, slow, dumbed down situations. I can turn into a dick. Unfortunately, high stress situations, my brain seems to work better. All right. So before before people start typing in the comment section about what I just asked you, they're going to be like, well, we don't have to, the cops are, they work for us. And I know, I know all of that. I understand all of that. And I understand that it's not your job to be polite to law enforcement. What I'm talking about is what I always talk about, which is being as pragmatic as possible. You're not, you don't owe it to law enforcement to be polite or kind or treat them any kind of certain way. What I'm telling you is that in the real world, the way you act when they show up can very oftentimes make the difference between in, in the outcome completely. Like if you, if you get pulled around the police and they walk up to your window <clears> and you're like, why did you stop me? I'm a sovereign citizen. One of the articles of confederation, you're getting a ticket. Do you understand? You're Every going, time you're going to get a ticket. If you look at dragged out of your car and that's the law, the officer's legal um, prerogative to do so. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm a little shocked that in, in the year of our Lord, 2022, when this happened, that there is an agency in the United States that that this sort of thing can go on. But then I'm, I'm constantly surprised when I hear stories about law enforcement and prosecutors in areas I've never worked in. You know, I worked in San Diego most of my career, the DC area, part of my career in the Southern Arizona area, part of my career. And I was very fortunate to always work with very professional 
cops, investigators uh-huh. who knew their job. They had a very dry eyed, you know, view on what they did. They didn't take things personally. You can't, you just can't as a police officer, you can't take anything. Personally. Exactly. So I think what well, to, they- to, to be blunt, I, <laughs> I was, I was polite, but I was blunt. Okay. No, so it was, fair. it, and, and, and I try to be just and especially with law enforcement, um, you're, you are not wrong. And that's one thing that I figured out years ago too, that it's like, if you're, if you act like a dick, you're going to get treated like a dick. Yeah. And, and I would expect to, it's the same as, but you know, that doesn't, others. that doesn't include having a loaded gun pointed at you with somebody's finger on the trigger. That's, that's way above and beyond. And just as a training point, if you're Ellie listening to this, you may be scoffing at my guest and going, well, he, you know, the cops, blah, 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 whatever. None of that, ma- literally none of that matters. I don't care if, I don't care if, if Josh major had just shot someone and is now turned towards the police, as long as he doesn't have that gun in his hand, and he's not threatening to do something. Your finger cannot be on the trigger. You can't, that's not something you're allowed to do legally. Yep. If you, if you have that's a what discharge me. at that moment, then you're going to kill or injure someone. So, I think yep. sometimes what we say on the channel gets misconstrued as though I'm all in for Ellie or I hate the cops and there's a, no middle ground of gray area. But when it comes down to it, there I, I use the term dry eyed a lot. Your emotions don't play into it. If I show up at a scene, I have to take what I've been told, right, and divine what's actually going on at the scene. That doesn't mean shutting the person I have at gunpoint down and not letting them communicate with me at all. I need to communicate with everybody, including the bad guy or the perceived bad guy who I've been told uh-huh. is a bad guy. Exactly, if I, if, I yes. roll in, if I roll in hot with guns pointed and I have a trainee who's not ready for the situation, I don't know, leave him in the car. But the, yes. the, the bottom line is there's always lessons to be taken on these incidents from both sides of the ball, as it were. Yeah. When the police show up at your house, you know, hot like that, you can do whatever you want. It's a free country. You can run around, take all your clothes off and run around in circles and do handstands if you want to. Doesn't make it a good idea. It doesn't might mean, not turn out so well. Yeah, but. It doesn't mean you're kowtowing to the state or whatever if you're just cordial and cooperative with the responding officers. As I say all the time on the channel, the side of the road or in your front yard with a gun pointed at you is not the time to litigate whatever the thing is that's happening. You know, that happens, exactly. happens later. So yep. in the end, they dropped the charges and pretty much said, "Hey, please don't sue us." Pretty much, yep. The my my DA uh, or not my DA the uh, the public defender um, at the 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 last day that I was at court, um, I was joking with her and I was like, "Okay, so what now?" She was like, "Well, you're going to sue them, aren't you?" I was like, I, "Honestly, I was like, I just want them to learn from their mistakes." I was like, truth be told, I was like, if I could actually believe for one second that they took this situation and learned from it on how to better themselves. And, and same with myself. It's that's why I was glad that that my my better half was standing there behind me because mm-hmm. she was able to say, you know, it's like you were yelling at that woman a little much or, you know, you shouldn't have been as as bold and and um and as excited towards the cops as you were. And it's like, yeah, honey, I agree. I was like, you're absolutely right. I, I should have adjusted things. And, and, and I'm more than man enough to admit that I am not perfect. And there are certain things that I wish I had tweaked just a tiny little right. bit, but I, that's, that was my only goal was to hope that the officers learned from it. And it, it, uh, you have to do your own research to check and confirm. But since that situation, there's been, uh, 
two people shot in Nicholsville that absolutely shouldn't have been shot. Now, and that's why I say there there is more to their story than I could even remotely get into in our time frame. But that's why that's another reason I was so unhappy about him having his trigger, his finger on the trigger. <clears throat> Excuse me, because they're they're just a month prior to that situation last year. There was an individual that some trainees or young cops just flat out filled with holes because he was drunk and he broke his own window. I thought oh. for sure there had to be more to the story. There wasn't. So that was another reason I was like, look, man, just take your finger off the trigger. That's it. That's it's yeah. that simple. And that's a good, that's a good place to leave it. I mean, if you're Ellie listening to this, I know you got all you guys listen to the show. You watch the badge cams finger on the trigger is literally reserved for when you're pulling it. If you're not, if you're not pressing the trigger, your finger doesn't belong in the trigger guard or on the trigger. It needs to be Period. where it needs to be. Josh major. I appreciate you reaching out and, and, uh, telling your story. If it weren't for folks like you, there wouldn't be a show. Um, yes. and, uh, we're, we're going to leave it there. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Josh offline and try to get his business card information so we can let folks know if you're in that area. Um, what sort of things would you be able to do for someone in the blacksmith arena? What sorts of things do you create in your workshop? You name it. I can come up with it. Um, I like to, I, I try to specialize in stuff that you don't get on Etsy and all these other sites and see thousands of people doing right so i try to stick with custom stuff but um if uh if you it, i'm easy to find um i've got a lot of my work online which um carriage bolt bottle openers with a 1904 uh indian head preset into it mm. um unique oddball stuff like that um let me they make these and you can buy them Oh, okay. But I actually make the real. We're, we're we're holding up. It looks like a P mag, but it's made by him, so it's it's uh, looks like an AR mag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, AR mag with the um, Chiquita banana. Yeah, it's yellow with the, with for the, folks listening. Yeah, with the actual Chiquita. That's a um, actual Chiquita inlaid into it, um, and it, it won't ever come off. Um, and then. Um, kitchen utensils um, random brackets pretty much if it's made of metal Damascus titanium uh, you name it I can do it very cool alright Josh Major thanks again I appreciate your time hey I appreciate it Mike thank you for having me on